听，鸟儿的欢鸣，溪水的婉转。听，爱与恨，悲与喜，苦与乐，得与失。听，跳跃的文字，灵动的声音。You're listening to Morse Read。欢迎您收听轻松调频美文阅读 More to Read， 我是沈听，让我们在这里一起听美文，学英语。在今天的节目中，我们将会听到美国科幻小说家艾萨克·阿西莫夫的一句话，美国诗人艾兹拉·庞德的一首诗歌《The Egypto》，以及由英国散文家阿尔弗雷德·乔治·加德纳所写的一篇文章《The One-Eyed Cat》。More to read， 用文字抒发感情，用文字诉说故事，用文字穿越古今。Daily quote。The saddest aspect of life right now is that it gathers knowledge faster than society gathers wisdom. Isaac Asimov. 我们当下生活中最可悲的一点是，其收集知识的速度比社会累积智慧的速度要快。艾萨克·阿西莫夫。艾萨克·阿西莫夫出生于1920年 ，1992 年去世。美国科幻小说作家、科普作家、文学评论家，是美国科幻小说黄金时代的代表人物之一。阿西莫夫一生著述近500本，题材涉及自然科学、社会科学和文学艺术等许多领域，与罗伯特·海因莱因、亚瑟·克拉克并列为科幻小说的三巨头。同时，他也是著名的门萨学会会员，并且后来担任副会长。其作品中以《基地》系列、《银河帝国》三部曲和《机器人》系列三大系列被誉为科幻圣经。他曾荣获代表科幻界最高荣誉的雨果奖和星云终身成就大师奖。The saddest aspect of life right now is that it gathers knowledge faster than society gathers wisdom. Isaac Asimov. 我们当下生活中最可悲的一点是，其收集知识的速度比社会累积智慧的速度要快。艾萨克·阿西莫夫。The Egypto, Ezra Pound. I, even I, am he who knoweth the roads through the sky, and the wind thereof is my body. I have beheld. The Lady of Life, I, even I, who fly with the swallows, green and grey, is her raiment, trailing along the wind. I, even I, am he who knoweth the roads through the sky, and the wind thereof is my body. 
Manus animam pinxit. My pen is in my hand. To write the acceptable word, my mouth to chant the pure singing. Who hath the mouth to receive it? The song of the lotus of Kumi. I, even I, am he who knoweth the roads. Through the sky, and the wind thereof is my body. I am flame that riseth in the sun. I, even I, who fly with the swallows. The moon is upon my forehead. The winds are under my lips. The moon is a great pearl in the waters of sapphire. Cool to my fingers the flowing waters. I, even I, am he who knoweth the roads through the sky, and the wind thereof is my body. I will return to the halls of the flowing of the truth of the children of Ashu. I, even I, am he who knoweth the roads of the sky, and the wind thereof is my body. Guan 他的衣服是灰绿色的，在风中翻飞。我，甚至我，就是他，知晓那些道路，穿过天空，风是我的身体，手画出精神，我的笔在我手中，写出可接受的词语。我的嘴唱出纯洁的歌，谁有嘴接受它？库米的莲花之歌。我，甚至我，就是它，知晓那些道路，穿过天空，风，是我的身体，我是太阳中升起的火焰。我甚至我和燕子一起飞翔，月亮在我的额上，风儿在我的唇下，月亮是蓝宝石海水中的一颗大珍珠，冰凉的水波流过我的手指，我甚至我就是它。
。刚才我们听到的这首诗歌《De Egypto》，关于埃古普托斯，出自美国著名诗人埃兹拉·庞德，英文版本由 Mark Griffiths 为您朗读，中文版本由南海之声的主持人周薇为您朗诵。埃兹拉·庞德是美国著名的诗人和文学评论家，意象派诗歌运动的重要代表人物，美国艺术文学院的成员。他出生于1885年 ，1972 年去世。庞德和艾略特同为后期象征主义诗歌的领军人物。他从中国古典诗歌、日本俳剧中生发出诗歌意象的理论，为东西方诗歌的互相借鉴做出了卓越贡献。庞德在促进中西文化交流方面做了很大努力，其意象派作品中汲取了某些日本诗歌如俳剧式的写作形式及特点。他在长诗诗章中阐述孔子学说，在1915年出版的《中国》中收集并翻译了十几首中国古诗。庞德不太懂中文，他的译作是由日译本转译的。庞德还曾译过《大学》《中庸》《论语》等。在翻译过程中，他得到了华盛顿一些专家学者的帮助，克服了各种困难。尽管人们可以对译文进行各种指摘，但庞德毕竟做了前所未有的尝试。除了翻译中国作品外，庞德也译过包括日本、希腊、意大利文学等多种语言的外国文学作品。就此而言，庞德也是一个有成就的翻译家。最后再来说一下我们今天读到的这首诗歌的题目，其中文译名《埃古普托斯》，译自 Aegyptus， 其实是拉丁语 Aegypto， 也就是这首诗歌的英文题目的变革形式。指的呢是古希腊神话传说中的古埃及国王，而埃及国名即出自其名。And the wind thereof is my body. I have beheld the lady of life. I, even I, who fly with the swallows, green and grey is her raiment, trailing along the wind. I, even I, am he who knoweth the roads through the sky, and the wind thereof. Is my body. Manus animam pingsit. My pen is in my hand. To write the acceptable word, my mouth to chant the pure singing. Who hath the mouth to receive it? The song of the lotus of Kumi. I, even I, am he who knoweth the roads. Through the sky, and the wind thereof is my body. I am flame that riseth in the sun. I, even I, who fly with the swallows. The moon is upon my forehead. The winds are under my lips. The moon is a great pearl in the waters of sapphire, cool to my fingers. The flowing waters. I, even I, am he who knoweth the roads through the sky, 
and the wind thereof is my body. I will return to the halls of the flowing of the truth of the children of Ashu. I, even I, am he who knoweth the roads of the sky, and the wind thereof is my body. Beauty of words. Alfredo Chaudhry Jadana, born in 1865, died in 1946. He was a British journalist and also a well-known reporter. He worked in London Daily News as a reporter for 17 years. His most famous works include "The Queen and the King," "The Garden of Eden," and "The Garden of Eden." 那么，在今天的节目中呢，我们就一起来读一篇由阿尔弗雷德·乔治·加德纳所写的文章，《The One-Eyed Cat》，独眼猫。中文版本由朱建训翻译。The One-Eyed Cat by Alfred George Gardner， 独眼猫。阿尔弗雷德·乔治·加德纳。There's Peggy with that horrid cat again, that one-eyed cat from over the fence. I looked out as I heard the ejaculation, and there, in truth, coming down the garden path, was Peggy bearing affectionately in her arms the one-eyed cat from over the fence. Peggy likes the animal in spite of its one eye. I'm not sure that she does not like it all the more because of its one eye. I think she has an idea that if she nurses the cat, it forgets that it has only one eye and recovers its happiness. Peggy 又跟那只丑猫待在一起了，栅栏外过来的那只独眼猫。听到喊声，我赶紧朝外望去。的确，从花园小路上走来的正是佩吉。怀里怜爱地搂着那只从栅栏外溜过来的独眼猫。佩吉喜欢这个小家伙，虽然它仅有一只眼。我不能确定它是否由于猫儿独眼的缘故而对它疼爱有加。我想，他以为只要这只猫得到他的照料，便会忘了自己仅有一只眼，进而重新获得幸福。She has a passion for all four-legged creatures. I have seen her spend a whole day picking handfuls of grass in the orchard and running with them to the donkey or the horse, standing patiently in the neighbor's paddock. And when she hasn't animals to play with, she will put a horseshoe on each hand and each foot, and then you will hear from above the plod 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 of a horse going its daily round. But while she has a comprehensive affection for all four-legged things, her most fervent love. Is reserved for all the halt and the blind. 他酷爱所有四条腿的动物。我曾见他整天在外一把把的拔出果园里的青草，攥在手里，跑到平静的站在邻家围场里的驴或马身边。若是没有动物陪他玩耍，他就将自己的双手双脚全都套上马掌。随后。你便听到楼上传来一匹马儿每天溜达时发出的哒哒蹄声。不过，他虽然普遍喜欢四条腿的动物，对。
对其中的跛足藐目者却尤为宠爱。It is only among children that we find the quality of charity sufficiently strong to forgive deformity. The natural instinct is to turn away from any physical imperfection. It is the instinct of the race for the preservation of its forms. We call these forms beauty, and the departure from them ugliness. And it is from beauty's rose, as Shakespeare says, that we desire increase. If you shudder at the touch of a withered hand or at the sight of a one-eyed cat, it is because you feel that they are a menace to the established forms of life. You are unconsciously playing the part of policeman for nature. You are the guardian of its traditions when you blush at the glance of two eyes and shudder at the glance of one. 只有在儿童身上，我们才能发现那种足以怜悯积残的善良品质。人类遵从自然的天性，厌恶任何一类身体缺陷。一个种族努力维护自身形态的完美，也是天性使然。我们管匀称的形态叫美，管积残的形态叫丑。正是从莎士比亚所说的“美的玫瑰”中，我们期盼生命的繁盛。你在触碰一只枯瘦的手或瞧见一只独眼猫时，直打哆嗦，因为你觉得它们对既有的生命形态是一种威胁。你不自觉地扮演了维系自然形态的角色。你看到俊美的双目，脸颊泛红。瞥见丑陋的独眼，浑身站立，都是在维护自然界沿袭已久的形态。And yet, it is not impossible to fall in love with the physically defective, and sincerely to believe that they are beautiful. Take that incident mentioned by Descartes. He said that when he was a child, he used to play with a little girl who had a squint, and that to the end of his days, he liked people who squinted. In this case, it was the associations of memory that gave a glamour to deformity and made it beautiful. The squint brought back to him the memory of the golden age, and through the mist of that memory, it was transmuted into loveliness. 然而，爱上罹患残疾者并深信其美，却并非无此可能。且以笛卡尔提到的那则轶事为例，笛卡尔说。他儿时常与一个斜眼小姑娘玩耍，结果他终生都喜欢斜眼人。在这个故事中，记忆的诸多联想赋予积残几分魅力，令其呈现美的形态。斜眼使他想起自己的黄金岁月，并且通过朦胧的回忆转化为宜人的秀色。Nor is it memory alone that will work the miracle. Intellectual sympathy will do it too. Wilkes was renowned for his ugliness, but he claimed that given half an hour's start, he would win the smile of any woman against any competitor. And when one of his lady admirers engaged in defending him was reminded that he squinted badly, she replied, "Of course he does, but he doesn't squint more than a man of his genius ought to squint." Nor was it women alone whom the fellow fascinated. Who can forget the scene when Tom Davis brought him into the company of Dr. Johnson, who hated Wilkes' radicalism, and would never willingly have consented to meet him? For a time, Johnson refused to unbend.
but at last he could hold out no longer, and fell a victim to the charm of Wilkes' talk. 世上并非只有回忆才能创造奇迹，心灵的契合亦能如此。威尔克斯以貌丑而著称，但他声称，给他半小时的说话机会，他就能击败任何一位对手而赢得任何女士的青睐。一位对他崇拜有加、百般袒护的女士，听人提及他眼睛斜的厉害时说道：“没错，他是斜眼，可他这样天资卓绝的人物，斜眼又有何妨？”也不仅仅是女士才为之倾倒，谁能忘记汤姆·戴维斯把威尔克斯带入约翰逊博士社交圈的一幕？此前，约翰逊讨厌威尔克斯的激进主义，绝对不愿答应与其晤面。约翰逊曾一度拒绝妥协，但他终于撑不住了，完全被威尔克斯谈吐的魅力所折服。In the same way, Johnson believed his wife to be a woman of perfect beauty. To the rest of the world, she was extraordinarily plain and commonplace, but to Johnson, she was the mirror of beauty. Pretty creature, he would say with a sigh in referring to her after her death. 同样，约翰逊相信自己的妻子是一位绝色美人，在所有的外人看来，她的相貌特别普通，并无姿色，但在约翰逊眼里。他却俨然是美貌的化身，美人儿。他在妻子去世后提起她时，常常说道，伴随着一声叹息。And here I fancy we touch the root of the matter. The sense of beauty is, in one respect, an affair of the soul, and only superficially an aesthetic quality. We start with the common prejudice in favor of certain physical forms. They are the forms with which nature has made us familiar, and we seek to perpetuate them. But if the conventionally beautiful form is allied with spiritual ugliness, it ceases to be beautiful to us. And if the conventionally ugly form is allied with spiritual beauty, that beauty irradiates the physical deficiency. The soul dominates the senses. Francis Thompson expresses the idea very beautifully when he says, "I cannot tell what beauty is her dole, who cannot see her features for her soul, as birds see not the casement for the sky." 这里我以为我们触及到问题的实质，美感在一定程度上关乎人的心灵，表面上只是一种审美的特质。我们起初全都带着喜爱某些身体形态的偏向，这些偏向都是大自然帮助我们逐渐熟悉的形态，我们努力使之永存。但是，倘若传统的美丽形态与心灵的丑陋为伍，它对于我们便不再是美；倘若传统的丑陋形态与心灵的美丽相伴，心灵美便抵消了身体的缺陷。心灵主宰了感觉。弗朗西斯·汤普森用下列诗行完美的表达了这一观点：我无法分辨她的美归属何类，我关注她的心灵，不见其貌，有如鸟贪恋天宇，不见窗扉。But there is another sense in which beauty is the most matter-of-fact thing. I can conceive that if the human family had developed only one eye. 
and that planted in the center of the forehead, the appearance of a person with two eyes would be as offensive to our sense of beauty as a hand that consisted not of fingers but of thumbs. We should go to the show to see the two-eyed man with just the same feelings as we go now to see the bearded woman. We should not go to admire his two eyes any more than we go to admire the beard. We should go to enjoy a pleasant sense of disgust at his misfortune, and a comfortable satisfaction at the fact that we had not been the victims of such a calamity. We should roll our single eye with a proud feeling that we were in the true line of beauty, from which the two-eyed man in front was a hideous and fantastic departure. 然而，人们又觉得美是最顺其自然的事。不妨这样想象。如果人类以前长出的是一只眼，且位于额头中央，双眼人的形象将与我们的美感相抵触，恰似一只手有五根拇指而非各不相同的五指，那样我们前去参观双眼人展览，就会怀着我们如今看到长胡子女人时同样的心理。我们不会赞赏她的双眼，正如我们不会赞赏女人的胡须，我们只会由于厌其不幸而生出一种怡然快感。同时，又为我们没有成为如此灾祸的牺牲品而感到庆幸和宽慰。我们会咕噜咕噜转动着单眼，自豪地感到我们才真正符合美的标准。我们面前丑陋而怪诞的双眼人则背离了美的标准。Beauty, in short, is only a tribute which we pay to necessity. In equipping itself for the struggle for existence. Humanity has found that it is convenient to have two eyes and a stereoscopic vision, just as it is convenient to have four fingers on the hand and one thumb instead of five thumbs. Our members have been developed in the manner best fitted to enable us to fight our battle, and the more perfectly they fulfil that supreme condition, the more beautiful we declare them to be. Our ideas of beauty, therefore, are not absolute. They are conditional; they are the humble servants of our necessity. Two eyes are necessary for us to get about our business, and so we fall in love with two eyes. And the more perfect they are for their work, the more we fall in love with them, and the more beautiful we declare them to be. 美，简而言之，只是我们对需求的一种称赞。人类在为努力生存于世、培养自身官能的过程中。发现还是两只眼睛和立体视觉方便，正如人手五指不全是拇指，而是四根手指加一拇指才更方便一样。我们的身体器官以最适宜的方式逐渐进化，以便于我们应对挑战。这些器官越是充分适应那种最佳状态，我们就越觉得它们美丽。因此，我们的美学观念不是绝对的，而是有条件的。这些观念谦卑地服务于我们的需求，双眼为我们旅行几值之所必须，于是我们开始喜欢双眼。它们功能发挥得越完美，我们越是喜欢它们，越会声称它们美丽。I think that Peggy, nursing her one-eyed cat there in the sun, has not yet accepted our creed of beauty. She will be as conventional as the rest of us when her frocks are longer. 我想，此刻正在阳光下小心抱着他那只独眼猫的佩吉
尚未接受我们的美学信条，及至他身上的连衣裙再长些，自会像我们其他人一样，形成传统的审美观。今天的节目就要结束了，感谢您的收听，我是沈听，我们明天见。